Hello everyone, welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we are going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about the character of Darth Vader, um, his journey in the comics and all that kind of stuff. Not strictly a deep dive into anything in particular, uh, but we've really been enjoying the Vader comic and we just kind of want to talk about his character a little bit more. As far as news goes, um, nothing crazy. No. Well. <laughs> I think a lot of people were expecting to get a Mandalorian trailer by now. Yeah, I, I think maybe another month. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've been dropping trailers like closer to release lately. Well, Netflix definitely has. Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in non-Star Star Wars related news, um, Devil All the Time trailer. Great. It dropped. It looks very exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did get the cover reveal for the last Alphabet Squadron novel, which mm-hmm. is called Victory's Price. Oh, wait, it has a name? Yeah. Oh. I think that's the name of it. It's something <laughs> like just, that. I just, like, blanked on everything else on the cover except for Will, who, yeah. like, has aged up. Like, hello. <laughs> yes. Like, this time gap is, like, making me, like, ooh, okay. Because mm-hmm. things went down in the second book. Like, or did he grow a beard? He turned 25, Shannon. He's a real man. He became a man. (laughs) See? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I am excited for this book. I'm still worried. Um, But it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. It's coming out in March, which is very soon. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's March. Um, Typically, they've been, like, spring books, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that'll be cool to see how that all wraps up mm-hmm. um there there's only been like alphabet squadron or and then aftermath as far as like trilogies go so that be cool oh and thrawn yeah right <laughs> <laughs> sorry i totally forgot about him <laughs> um and then the only other news we've had is that they um there's gonna be a lego christmas special which threw the fandom into a tailspin yeah my so um my first reaction was was I saw Rose in the in the still from it and I got really excited. So it wasn't until later when people were like just talking about Ray and Luke like all over the place. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be an adventure with Ray and young Luke. <laughs> Here's the thing though, guys. So like Leo's not canon. Like, it, it is Lucasfilm, but nothing yeah. that happens in Lego is canon. And it, it's always kind of silly and goofy and weird. So, like, it it does bother me, too, that, like, it's young Luke and Rey. And, Rook. like, Kylo's... Yeah, Rook. And Kylo's gonna be, like, with the villains and stuff. But, like, I kind of expect that from Lego. Yeah. I kind of... I'm kind of disappointed that this is the way that they're bringing the Christmas special back. Like, I think it would have been, like, it would have been cool to do, like, a a live-action Christmas special and then have the animated sequence. They could do Lego there. Yeah? That would have been cool. But, I mean, I wonder how fast this got greenlit, right? Like, is this, like, a quarantine thing that they're making? So, in that case, like, yeah, it has to be animated. Maybe. Because we don't know how long this has been, like, in the 
the pipeline, which I'm going to guess not very long. <laughs> but who knows? I mean, it could be interesting, but um, I'm still kind of just holding out for good content with uh, High Republic. Yeah, and we'll get the Mandalorian before that, too. Yeah, um, exactly. So there's good... We're, like, right on the cusp of some good stuff. Yeah, we're just kind of playing that waiting game. <laughs> um, but we do have some wrecks. So Alex has recently become obsessed with this um, new show. It's not a new show. It's new to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I've become a monster. So I've been watching <laughs> Superstore... And, like, I, like, you have to understand, like, I don't have cable, like, I don't have, like, TV channels. So, like, apart from, like, Amy Wishman being a really big Superstore fan on Twitter, I didn't really know much about it because I don't see commercials, like, I don't, like, watch NBC or anything. So, here in Canada, it's on Prime, and so I'm like, I want to give this a shot. And then, like, four seasons later, I'm still, like, sitting there, like... <laughs> amazed that this like workplace sitcom is giving me like this fanfic like slow burn that I'm just like all here for this is what you wanted from run basically (laughs) yeah well run like the first two episodes I love the first two episodes yeah Yeah, I, I really love your updates from Superstore because I'm, I'm not watching it, but I like your updates because it does sound so fanfic. The, the tropes, man. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> um, but the, like overall, the characters are really, um, they're well written and they're fleshed out. Um, I like my boyfriend and I were watching this and at the beginning we had like a few characters we really liked. And then there was a bunch that were like, Oh, we don't like these characters. But like after a whole season, you're like, I like every single one of these characters. (laughs) They're, they're so funny. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. How much do you have left? Um, I, we're at the beginning of season four now. Season five is not on prime yet. And season six is going to start on TV soon. So you're almost to the end of what you can watch. I mean, yeah. Hopefully season five will be up soon. Well, I have been reading these books by an author named Alice Osman. She um, is a writer in the UK. And it's very difficult to find her books over here for some reason. Um, but I've really been enjoying them. Um, I'm in a D&D group with a bunch of other um, asexual, aromantic folks, and they are the ones who recommended um, Alice Osman to me uh, because she deals a lot with like asexuality and coming of age, and they're really, really good. Um, I've read Loveless and Radio Silence, and I just, I really recommend her. I kind of feel like... <sighs> Part of the time when I'm reading it, I'm like, why do you like this? This is kind of fluffy. But then, like, she hits you with this angst gut punch. <laughs> That's exactly I, how I like my angst. A gut, yeah. a gut punch. <laughs> I've cried. Both of these books made me cry. And, like, part of me wants to be like, I don't know if, like, everybody would like these because, like, I feel like it's very, like, niche to my specific taste. <laughs> But nonetheless, I I'm really enjoying them. But they're they're and, critically acclaimed know. too. Like they're I've seen oh, yeah. a lot of like 
really good things to say about them. Well, they she handles um, a lot. She always has a lot of different like ethnicities. There's a lot of people of color from like all backgrounds. She has a lot of different sexualities that she puts in. Um, Radio silence dealt with like some mental illness type things. Um, a lot. I've noticed like one of the big themes, but at least between these two books, is like dealing with what happens when like the world tells you that you're going to be one way, but then you are actually a different way and like Mm -hmm. kind of figuring that out. And I think she just like really nails that like young adult voice with that. Um, So like as far as that's concerned, like yes, like the critical acclaim, like she definitely deserves it. But there are some like fluffy moments where I'm like, you would normally hate this. Why are you enjoying this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just really into it. (laughs) So it's good. I recommend it. Hard to find her books, though. Um, there is a, a UK bookstore that has them. Um, sometimes they're on Amazon. Sometimes they're in the library. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I have, like, one of her books in the library, and that's the one I'm going to read next. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move into our topic now, talking about Baby Boy Vader. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I wanted to ask you, are we Vader stands now? Yes. I really didn't think when I got into Star Wars that I would like Darth Vader really at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just because of... There's like a fandom stigma about him, right? I think think it's entirely to do with what Disney has done with Vader since the buyout. Because I think that that is one of the like parts of the whole like of all star wars that they're really hitting well like overall Mm -hmm. they're doing a really good job with yeah they've really i feel like they're really trying to focus in on that anakin and vader are the same yeah exactly (laughs) i was gonna say um prior to consuming all of this new vader content i always felt like anakin and vader were very separate but since disney has done all of this vader content there's a lot there's not only the comics he makes appearances on uh rebels on like clone on the very end of clone wars um vader immortal fallen order but i think that they do a really good job in all of those to show the humanity side of him that you don't see in the original trilogy until, like, the very, very end. Yeah, for sure. Like, because, like, with the original trilogy, you do know this story of, like, mm-hmm. Vader finds out that he has a son and he tries to appeal to him and it doesn't work. And, you know, eventually he makes that turn to the light again to save him. And it, it's really awesome. But, like, it's been cool to kind of go back and, like, with the Vader comics right now, like, that's kind of what they're exploring. Like, mm-hmm. what, like, what is going through Vader's mind? Like, finding out that he has a son. Um, finding out that people knew that Padme was pregnant. Like, yeah. just that kind of thing. It's, it's nice to see them connect the dots between Vader and Padme. Because mm-hmm. that's not something you get in the original trilogy either. Um, no. You don't get that whatsoever so like to see him like kind of like just overwhelmed by the thought of her at all times as vader like that's really at important. all times he is crying behind mm-hmm. that mask <laughs> well and it, it too like with the sequel trilogy you know padme isn't mentioned at all um <laughs> we <laughs> we do have in the force awakens like you know kylo ren wants to be 
Vader or like he's looking up to Vader and like that kind of thing. And, and I would say, like, I would say before the rise of Skywalker, like I would think that all of this legwork that they're doing with like really connecting Vader and Anakin and like it's very clear that like yeah. the work Vader was doing, like everything was like to get back to Padme. Um, it does kind of feel like that ball was dropped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do suppose the argument can be made that Ben did what Anakin couldn't, and he saved, you know, Ray from death. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you know how we feel about that. <laughs> and I think um, it's in the 2018 Soul Run, I think, where you get him reflecting on his mom also. Mm-hmm. And that's really nice to see. And it would have been so great to bring it back to Shmi in The Rise of Skywalker. Well, because that, that was the original, like, <laughs> the original sin, separating the twins. <laughs> um, the original sin, it was, you know, taking Anakin away from Shmi um, and not getting that, like, reconciliation. Um, there's actually a... I was going back through the 2020 Vader, and in the... Second one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a screenshot. It's Vader thinking again about his encounter with Luke, and when he like you know said like, "No, I'm your father. Like, come with me." Blah blah blah. And Luke falls. There's a panel where it's Luke falling, and then it's Shmi falling, and then it's Padme falling. And yeah. I'm just like, oh my god! <laughs> like, Anakin has lost so many people. Um, and, like, you could imagine, like, they could even add Ahsoka to that, which I think the yeah. animated series has done a really good job of showing that connection between Ahsoka and Vader. Yeah, it's a really good time to be prequel stands. <laughs> TikTok has, like, really enforced us to being prequel stands. Yeah. Um, they like Obi-Wan, and now we like Obi-Wan a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we always liked Obi-Wan. <laughs> but, but I now, mean... I guess we didn't see it on, on Twitter as much, but my, my entire For You page is, like, a mixture between Obi-Wan and Divi Diggs, and I'm like, this is cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm here for this. Like, I'm not mad. <laughs> so, um, we kind of had talked about how Disney portrayed Vader, like, they're really connecting it with Anakin, um, but what is the benefit of reading the comics other than, say, like, just watching the animated shows or, like, you know, seeing him in Rogue One or, like, that kind of thing? I think, like you said, like, that one panel where they showed Luke falling, then Shmi falling, then Padme falling, that's, like, a really abstract, like, um, thing to show in animation. Like, those are his thoughts. That's what he's thinking. That's what he's seeing. And it's, like, this abstract thing that you wouldn't necessarily see in TV or film mm-hmm. that you would see either in comics or maybe in novels, like that, that thought process on the page. Um, so, and there's a lot of things just like that, that are things that wouldn't translate in TV or movie. Yeah. I'm now that you've said novels, I'm kind of trying to think how he's been portrayed with novels. Cause like he's in lost stars a little bit, but not to any kind of extent where you could, like, see in his mind. Well, he's in Lords of the Sith. Yeah. Do you remember much from Lords of the Sith? No, not too much. It's been a while. Yeah. I know that, you know, in the second Thrawn, it's about, like, Anakin and Thrawn and Vader and Thrawn. Yeah. 
But I don't think Vader gets a point of view. I can't remember. I could be wrong. But to me, like, these comics have done such a good job of showing, like, you know, Vader really is this, like, faceless, like, dark figure. Um, Even when we were talking about Aphra, like, Aphra sees herself, like, reflected in him. Like, it's not really, like, there's a person there. But with the comics, like, you kind of see that, like, you know, we say it, you know, he's crying behind the mask, but it's because he's he encounters these things and suddenly, like, he's just flooded with these memories. And I think especially, like, the 2020 has really been doing a great job of showing that, like, Vader is, like, going through it. Yeah. Like, everything constantly reminds him of who he was. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is really adding so much to his eventual turn in, like, Return of the Jedi. Like, he's mm-hmm. really being reminded of, like, this, like, Jedi he was. Like, he was a he was Padme's protector. He has this son. He wants to, you know, reconnect with that. I, I think it's really showing him, like, remembering himself. Lucasfilm loves to make the audience feel sympathy for their villains. Because look what they've done with Maul over the years. I mean, look at Kylo up to a certain point. <laughs> Ventress. <laughs> Ventress. They they love to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about, you know, showing that humanity. Yeah. Like, the only people we've seen with, like, no redeeming qualities are Palpatine and Snoke, which I mm-hmm. guess you could argue are the same person. Yeah. And even then, like, I wonder if we would have seen something with Palpatine, <laughs> like, um, like a ballad of of snakes or what? What it, what's it called? Oh my god! Yeah, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Yeah, like something like that. <laughs> Wasn't that rumored? Young Palpatine. It might happen. Who knows? I don't want it to happen. I don't either. <laughs> it's not very interesting. No. So yeah, the benefit of reading the comics, like. I definitely was not a comic reader at all until mm-hmm. the like the Kylo Ren comics were coming out, and then at the same time, like that new run of Vader started. So I was like, "Fine, I'll read this," and like it hooked me immediately with that, you know, first bit um, where he's like reflecting about Luke rejecting him, and I really do think that like you are kind of missing this like really amazing story being told with Vader. If you aren't reading the comics, um, not to be said that, like, you have to read everything or anything like that, but they really are doing something, like, very, very special with this character, and it, I definitely wasn't expecting it. We've talked about this a little bit, but how does his story, like, as we see him in the comics, relate to, like, where we've seen him in the films, the animated shows, like, that kind of thing? Um, like, I, I think of... Um, watching a little bits of Clone Wars and seeing Anakin in that and then, like, fast-forwarding to him as Vader and, like, it it kind of... It really feels connected to me. It feels connected because of all the groundwork they've done in the comics, though. Because I don't think, without it, it feels more janky. And, like, some portrayals of Vader are better than others in terms of, like, that kind of transitional time. Um, I think that, like... His portrayal in Fallen Order, he's just kind of, like, there as a cameo, and it doesn't feel like there's depth to it. But then you look at Vader Immortal, and there's 
so much depth to that side of Vader. Tell me a little bit about how we see him in that. I haven't played it. I've watched it. It's going to be coming out on the PS4 um, soonish. So I'm hoping to get it and actually play it. Mm-hmm. Um, he feels very similar to the Vader um, comics. It really feels like the same team, like kind of simultaneously worked on both. Because I think it's like Matt Martin worked on Immortal. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder if Matt was also the consultant for all the Vader comics. Because it's very, like, sad, very um, obsessed with, like, like just getting fixated on things. He just, like, you can tell how sad he is behind everything. And he's lashing out to deal with that. I love that. Because, like, that's one of my things. Um, like, I've only read the 2015 run. And I'm reading 2020. So I haven't read the, the Charles Soule bit. But I definitely... I didn't like the 2015 as much, but that was mostly just because, like, the focus was different. Like, it was kind of more focused on, like, oh, there are these, like, weird force people and, like, that kind of stuff. But I would say, like, the character of Vader feels consistent, mm-hmm. which is, like, really the important thing. Yeah. And then we, and we didn't, we're not really going to talk about this, but there's the uh, Vader Down comic. And that's the one with Daie, right? Hold on. One of the bits that I had, I feel like had Vader down in it. Let me check. Oh, no. Then I'm wrong, then. So what's the the comic that was with Daie? Dark Visions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so um, we're not going to talk about Vader Dark Visions, um, which is the one with Daie, who's crazy and that kind of stuff. But, but that feels out of character to me. Yeah. Well, and, like, I have to wonder, like, um, if some of, like, the other, like, little things here and there about Vader, um, like, I, like maybe, like, the Vader Castle stuff or anything like that that's just kind of, like, one-offs or, like, for fun. Oh, you mean, like, IDW, like, the, the Halloween yeah. one? Yeah. And that's, like, a bunch of short stories with other characters, too. Yeah. So I'd say, like, when we refer to, like, the Vader comics, we're talking about, um... The Kieran Gillen run, um, Charles Soule, and Greg Pak. Like, they're telling, like, a huge story from, like, mm-hmm. part of Vader's life. Um, which, to kind of get into a little bit, um, so in 2015, we had um, a run for Vader um, by Kieran Gillen, and it took place after A New Hope. And this was, you know, Vader is fresh off of his defeat uh, the Death Star blew up. Um, he's really distracted by this boy. <laughs> like, how the heck did this thing happen? Um, it's kind of the story of him discovering that Luke Skywalker is yeah. indeed his son. It's sort of a fun romp with Afra, like we talked about last time. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of go on this adventure together, and it's it's like the whole will they or won't they kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> When it comes to Vader, um, there's a lot of time dedicated to him, like, trying to, like, prove himself to Palpatine, because Palpatine's really playing this game of, like, oh, you failed me, so maybe I'll replace you, blah, 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 (laughs) type of thing, Um, which wasn't super my favorite, but I did like that Vader was going, like, behind Palpatine's back to find Luke, um, because he was so interested in him, and he didn't want 
Palpatine to be part of it, especially when he found out that Luke was his son. He did not want Palpatine to know about him at all. And that kind of seeing that, um, I, there was this really amazing panel, I remember, where he like shatters the like this glass. Um, he's like standing like on a bridge or something mm-hmm. and he like shatters the glass. And it, it's, <laughs> I feel like that really like illustrates how he's feeling as he's thinking about these things. Um, but seeing how he like, he doesn't want, Luke to be harmed. He doesn't want Palpatine to have anything to do with Luke. Like, he knows what Palpatine is capable of. um, And so he doesn't want him hurt. But I also kind of see, like, you know, he doesn't want, like, Aphra to be part of that really either. Because he kind of keeps, like, her involvement a secret. And he, like, helps her hide and this and the other thing. And he tries to brush it off as, like, oh, well, she knows my secrets. But it kind of makes me wonder if he does care a little bit yeah is it is it that there is any care or it's just like oh she's a liability i better keep her a secret yeah i i think that that comic does a really good job of like blend of blurring that line a little bit because like my instinct is to say like vader doesn't care about anybody except for himself so like yeah he doesn't care about afra Think about Anakin, like if Anakin and Vader knew, and Anakin and Aphra knew each other. They would be best friends. Exactly. Like, Anakin and Aphra would get along well, so Anakin's still there. Well, we talked about this a little bit, too, when we were talking about Aphra. Like, I kind of wonder if he sees himself in Aphra. Like, if you want to, like, look at it on a meta level, it's like him interacting with like his younger self Mm -hmm. um which could also be why like he does kind of protect her a little bit i don't really have any basis for this other than just i think it's interesting that he never kills her because like he totally could like yeah i know she's like slippery and like gets away and all that kind of stuff but like and continues to have the opportunity to kill her yeah he constantly has this opportunity to kill her and she always gets away and i'm just like hmm i don't know (laughs) something's going on right there you know but i do think that going from like 2015 to 2020 um they are closer in like the the ultimate timeline so it's Mm -hmm. like 2015 is after new hope 2020 is after empire strikes back but in between that, we do have the 2018 run by Charles Soule, which takes place yeah. after Revenge of the Sith. And this is, like, a whole pain train. So tell me about this, because I haven't read it. The only thing that I've read is, like, the end. So, yeah. So a lot of it, for me, like, I find all the, the Vader comics blur together a little bit because I read them all, like, back to back. But the 2018 version, like... The big takeaway is all the Padme stuff of him trying to bring Padme back. <laughs> like, he believes that there is some way to bring someone back to the from the dead. Mm-hmm. And that's why he keeps building these castles, right? Mm-hmm. If, if anybody doesn't know, like, this is where, like, the blue butterfly stuff came from. Because there is, like, this weird scene where he's, like in the world between worlds, sort of. Mm-hmm. And there are, like, these light side butterflies, and um, Charles Soule has talked about it, and it, it really wasn't 
like his intention that they were Padme or like anything like that, but it you can take it that way. It's that weird force stuff that like we love to see. Yeah. I I always think I'm like, am I reading too much into Charles' soul sometimes? Because I know that he he in the past he has like said, Oh, like there was no reason for that. You can yeah. just like take it how you want. But I feel like all of his writing is so deep and there is like so much to it. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I definitely think that even if it wasn't his intention, like, the fact that so many people did see it that way, like, there, there's something to that. Um, and, like, that really informs that, like, you know, what, what did Vader start that, like, Kylo was going to finish? Like, even if Kylo didn't know, like, the work of Vader was always to bring Padme back. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was the whole reason. The whole reason he fell. Yeah, was so that Padme wouldn't die, and then she did, and he's like, well, I have all of these new powers now, like, surely I can bring her back. Well, he doesn't, like, he's gone this far, it's like he's looking at himself, and he's like, well, what choice do I have now? Yeah, like, he he's so resigned, like, I, I don't even think he realized that he was past the point of no return until, like, he woke up as Vader, and he was like, well, <laughs> Padme's gone, and now I'm this thing. After all of, like, knowing that he had all these failed attempts, um, trying to bring Padme back informs me more, like, when he finds out that he has a son. And he finds out that, you know, people knew Padme was pregnant and yeah. all of this. Like, I, I feel like this is suddenly, you know, Padme is back in his life again. Yeah, and then that that connects really well to the 2020 comic. Yeah, because, like, now he's confronted Luke, and he's like, well, I'm, like, you're my son, like, I, you should come with me, blah, 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 and, like, Luke rejects him, and Luke leaves him, and now Vader is, like, this is framed as him, like, he wants revenge, and he's looking for anybody who knew that Padme was pregnant, um, to, like, bring them to justice. And, like, what we've kind of seen is him retracing these steps and being confronted with, like, these memories of, like, his time with Padme, of his time on Tatooine, and where we're at now with Vader number four, like, I kind of feel like he's about to learn some things that are gonna really, like, wreck him. (laughs) Yeah, and things that will, like, he'll take with him into Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love the 2020 Vader because of how it opens. Um, It opens with him thinking about, like, that rejection with Luke. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's really how he sees it. He sees it as, like, he was rejected by him. Um, and there's even a parallel to, like, his, him being, like, rejected by Padme. Um, they draw a direct parallel on the panels of, like, that scene with Luke and then, um, Revenge of the Sith when Padme's, like, you're going down a path I can't follow. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, we see this all through Star Wars, not just Vader, like, these offerings and these these rejections we see it in the last jedi mm-hmm. we see it with like maul we see it we keep seeing it and like 
Disney like keeps like like poking the knife in deeper and like twisting it with everything that they add on top of that. Well, I think that's why we're all kind of still waiting for when we're gonna see like the reconciliation of this, like of this like rejected mm-hmm. offer. Um, because both times, like you can look at Vader and you can look at Kylo Ren and like they made this appeal. Um, to, like, this light side half of themselves and were rejected with Vader. It happened twice. <laughs> with Kylo, you know, we have that, like, iconic throne room scene. And for both of them, when they, like, were redeemed and they were reconciled and they were like, no, I was in the wrong, they both died. And I think what we're all still kind of waiting for is when it'll be like, no, I was wrong, but, like, the other will be like, reaching out their hand to them to, like, bring them back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what we're missing. Man. <laughs> or, like, you get something like that, that reaching out, you get it in Fallen Order, but she's unable to take that hand, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're waiting for. We're, we're waiting for somebody to pull the dark cider out of this pit that they've fallen into. Pit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean that. Didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Never to be seen again. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Throw yeet it into the pit. <laughs> um, like we've seen that being talked about though a lot of the times. Like you know these dark siders go down this path, and then sometimes they're just resigned to the fact that like they're on this path now, and they don't see another way. They don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I definitely think you see that in the Kylo Ren comics. I definitely think you see that with Vader and how he, you know, this is his life now. (laughs) And it isn't until... No escape. Yeah, it's not until Luke comes back that he thinks maybe there could be a different way for me. Well, he he doesn't have, like, to him, I think he's saying he has nothing to live for. Yeah, he definitely, there's, there's nothing left for him. But when he sees Luke, he's like, well, maybe... He could be with me. He, it could never be he could be with Luke, like, in the light, because he doesn't think that he could be in the light. Like, he's stuck the way that he is. And what we're waiting for is that realization of, like, no, I I can walk into the light um, without dying. <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to get to see that. I really hope that we do, because that's – otherwise the cycle is just going to keep on repeating. I also really like in this first issue, he goes back to the homestead and there's a lot of flashbacks to Shmi and like the time that he spent there um, in Attack of the Clones uh, of the grave, of Shmi's grave. Like he is really remembering his time as Anakin in a way that I don't really think we'd seen yet. No, and like... I can't wait to see this from Obi-Wan's point of view with the series. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, that other <laughs> side of it. Um, when he's on Tatooine and, and thinking about Anakin and thinking about where he's at now. Like, I think it's going to be a good parallel to this comic. Mm-hmm. You know what I would really like is, like, a re... <sighs> like, a recreation or, like, from another point of view of the Vader-Obi-Wan fights. Um, 
in A New Hope when mm-hmm. Obi-Wan dies with all of this because you know like that was like the first thing we really see of them but now we have all this information of like this really interconnected backstory with them and there's so much angst there and like all this I would really love whether it's like a short story or if we see it in a comic or even if it's part of the Obi-Wan series like just a, a fight scene like that but like with that emotion behind it like the we're we're seeing each other for the first time since Mustafar. Yeah. Cuz you know like like how emotional was that scene when Vader and Ahsoka fight? So emotional. Yeah. Like that's I want to see that. Like I I want I want to feel like that angst. I really want to feel that full circle connection cuz that's where I feel like what's lacking. Yeah, you don't get that feeling. Like the like there there is like a weight to that moment with Ahsoka. There's a mm-hmm. weight to that fight and a few words said between each other that like brings you all the way back like in like a flashback to them like just being Anakin and Ahsoka. But you don't get that in A New Hope because of the way things were made. Like you don't necessarily think about Mustafar. Yeah. Well, and, like, and obviously it was written and shot and made, like, before any of that, um, which I remember way back when, when I was, like, first watching Star Wars, like, it was so hard for me to like Obi-Wan because I didn't like him in the originals because he was always mm-hmm. like, well, you have to kill Vader and blah, 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 and, like, this, that, and the other thing, and it, it, it would irritate me. But I feel like there's been so much work done with Obi-Wan and, like, showing how... He really is this perfect Jedi to the point where, like, he loses everyone, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And I give so much, of like, credit to that to Ewan and George, but mm-hmm. also Claudia Gray. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't read Master and Apprentice, really recommend it. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of, there's a lot of, like, work in there. And actually, um, we're going to be talking about this next time, but that Clone War Stories of Light and Dark um, is coming out. And... The Obi-Wan story in that is really emotional. Mm -hmm. We really recommend it. We're going to be going into the book fully next episode, Mm -hmm. but we really, really recommend the book. Um, So you'll want to read that. Yeah, totally, 100%. Like, please read that because we are going to be talking spoilers and, like, Mm -hmm. it it matches up with um, Clone Wars episodes anyway, but... It really adds so much depth to Obi-Wan's character. I think it really informs how we see him in Revenge of the Sith. So going into issue number two, um, this is where things kind of get real for Vader. Um, I really liked, um, so at the beginning of every issue, it has like a little bit of a crawl and like um, a recap and all of that. Um, And it says, now he stands face to face with a ghost from his past. Does Padme somehow live? Because at the end of the first episode, or Mm -hmm. the end of the first issue, we see who looks to be an older Padme, but we find out is her handmaiden, Sabe. Yeah, and I think a lot of people kind of determined that after the first issue, kind of was like, it looks like Sabe. Um, So... Then we get thrown issue two. We get thrown into this perfect, like perfect, like partnered, 
comic with Queen Shadow. <laughs> yes. It fits together so mm-hmm. well with Queen Shadow. Like, all of the backstory stuff that you get with Sabe from that book, like, really comes to fruition here, yeah. and it feels really good. Yeah, I don't know how much, like, overlap there are between the Vader comic readers and the Queen Shadow readers, but I hope that there is overlap because I think it it adds to the experience of reading it so much more. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I can't really think of, like, you know, people who read that Padme novel and then it's like, oh, you want more Sabe? Here's a Vader comic. Like, I don't really know how that like translates but it really makes it feel like one story Mm -hmm. which is so good i'm not gonna lie i'm 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 scared like how this series is gonna end if we're gonna see sabe again and and she's gonna be alive (laughs) yeah that is the question is if vader is going to kill her or not which is kind of like you know we were talking about how he never is able to kill afra So Mm -hmm. there is that question, too. Because, especially starting in issue two, they draw so many parallels to, like, Sabe being Padme in, like, a very meta way. Even, like, lines that are said, like, it will, like, play them. They're, like, fighting um, off these, like, alien things. It'll play that against them um, back in, like, Attack of the Clones when Anakin and Padme were fighting side by side in the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think Vader truly is being confronted with Padme's ghost. He can't escape the past. He That's can't. What it is. He, he literally can't. Let the past die, but, like, he <sighs> literally can't. <laughs> well, and, like, go. this is skipping ahead a little bit, but then going into issue four... And then there's more handmaidens. And the thing with the handmaidens is that, you know, they all kind of were supposed to look like Padme. And he's fighting them off. Like, he's literally fighting Padme. Yeah. And at one point, he has all of them, like, in the air being choked, like, in Revenge of the Sith. Yes. And he doesn't kill any of them in that moment. No. Like, he stops. And I think it's because he can't not see him killing Padme. Because I, I think, isn't it canon that Vader thinks he killed Padme? Yeah, and he has a lot of guilt with that. Yeah. I, I really think that he, he was seeing it happen again, and so he couldn't do it. And so I do wonder, um, going into, like, there's two issues left, like, is he going to be able to kill Sabe? I don't think he's going to. Mm-hmm. I, like, here's the thing. I agree with you. But I have also been burnt in the past by Lucasfilm, so I am concerned. Yeah, full clown makeup <laughs> is on. I am concerned. I, I don't think it would be the right decision to kill her, but I am concerned. No. Yeah, it's, it, it's really... It would really mess up all of the um, things that they seem to be setting up if he killed her. Because... Yeah, but think about all the setups they've done before. Oh, yes. I am fully aware of how they have completely dropped the ball with everything. (laughs) Um, But Padme, not Padme, Sabe has a mission. And we do find out in issue three that she's kind of part of this 
not like a rebel cell, but like a like a form of resistance ish. They're kind of like protectors of like the Amidala legacy. Yeah, it, it's people who like really admired Padme and like the queen that she was, which clearly she was like a very um, beloved queen. You see that a lot in the comics, but it's this whole group of people who are wanting to find the person responsible for killing Padme um, and bring him to justice. And not only Padme, but then also her Jedi protector. Anakin. I lost, <laughs> I lost it. They, there's a scene in the third issue where they're at this mural and it's from like the end of the Phantom Menace, um, that whole peace ball thing, mm-hmm. whatever. And it has baby Anakin in it. And all of them speak so highly of Anakin. Doesn't it remind you of Anastasia at that moment? Yes. <laughs> when they look at the mural and it's yes, like it it's is. like when she sees her her younger self. It really did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. It Invader destroys that mural too, because he just can't. He cannot yeah. handle all of these feels that he's feeling right now. It's not only Sabe and the Handmaidens, but we also have, like, Tanra. Yeah, Tanra is just, like, there. I'm like, yeah. are Sabe and Tanra still together? Right? These are the questions. <laughs> but they all lead Vader kind of into, like, a trap because they're like, you know what? I think Vader killed them. And Vader, I love this panel because Vader sees you know, Padme and himself burning on Mustafar. And he does, like, this was in the 2015 as well. He does see himself as the murderer of Padme and Anakin. I can't believe, like, Palpatine just, like, bulldozed the entire Skywalker family. Seriously. He messed all of them up (sighs) so hard. This is why I don't want, like, some weird prequel like trying to sympathize with him like no no because he he really did he manipulated the entire he he manipulated anakin so hard and then he manipulated ben so hard to the point where like you know they both met the same fate i just find it so interesting that like with vader acknowledging that like yes he is their murderer it it's never shown as like, you know, that's right, I killed them, I'm superior, blah, blah, blah. It's it's always very resigned and like, yes, like, they're gone. It, it reminds me of Kylo Ren where he's like, your son is gone. Like, there's no hope. Yeah. There's no hope. This person is just so empty. And it's it's a lot. I I'm wondering in issue five because with issue four we end off with him and Sabe entering Padme's tomb like what he's going to be faced with yeah like with the Japor snippet oh my gosh (laughs) when I saw that I screamed (laughs) when he saw that he screamed (laughs) so to I guess to get a little bit speculatory like how do you think this series is gonna end up like where do you think he's going hmm like i said i think somehow he's gonna learn something here that he's gonna bring into return the jedi maybe like a hint of love and forgiveness Mm -hmm. 
I could see that. I, I don't know. See, like, again, like, with him wanting to know, like, who knew about Padme and all that kind of stuff, like, all of those people are dead. So, like, he's chasing ghosts. Like, Obi-Wan is dead. Bale's gone. Like, there is nobody left. Like, what he's looking for, like, it is all kind of in vain, other than just the things that he's going to learn for himself. And, like, again, that's kind of why I wish we could get a little bit with him and Obi-Wan. Some kind of reconciliation, but I I don't know if they're going to go that way. I'm wondering if he's going to find something related to his children. Do you think that they would have buried her with something something that, like, symbolized her children. Maybe. Maybe he'll find out that... Maybe that's is when he'll find out about Leia. That's what I'm thinking. Like, there's gonna be something of Luke in there, maybe. Mm. Something that reminds him of Luke or, and or like you said, Leia, that brings him into Return of the Jedi. Like, I just... That's, how, that's the feeling I get, that there's gonna be something tying that to his decision to be redeemed, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I really think these comics have been setting up, because you see it in, like, 2015 with him knowing how horrible Palpatine is and, like, kind of recognizing, like, what's been done to him and not wanting him to have Luke. And then in this 2020 run, you really get a lot of him being reminded of who he was, being reminded of Padme, like, all through Luke. And that really does show, like when he stands up to Palpatine in Return of the Jedi, like, he knows what he's doing. He knows what would have happened if he let Palpatine have his son. Like, his sacrifice truly is, like, a father saving Mm -hmm. his son. Do you think that he will find out that Padme died of a broken heart? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That is the question. Like, is he ever going to know exactly what killed her? I really don't think he ever knows that Padme believed till the very end that there was still good in him. But that would also murder me. <laughs> I'm very excited for the yeah. next issue. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really, really into it. If you guys haven't been reading the 2020 Vader, like, we did talk a lot about it, but it's not over yet. Um, really recommend reading it. I read on the Marvel Comics app. Um, you can buy straight mm-hmm. into it. Um, you can also check out from the library. Alex checked out so many comics from the yeah, library. Well, the 2021 isn't um, in a bound book yet. Mm-hmm. So the li- my library only carries um, books. They don't carry single issues. So I've been buying those ones too. But if you wanted to go back and, like, see if they had yeah. the 2015 or, like, the 2016, that might de- be a way to do that as well. Um, it's just, it's really, really good. Like, I know so many people right now are very disillusioned in this franchise, and the fandom has been kind of going through a lot right now, rightfully so. Um, but if you are looking for, like, those good stories, they're really doing it right now with these comics. So do you have anything else that you want to add about our sad boy? No, continue being sad and we'll um 
we'll definitely talk about the next issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two more? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about those as they come out, which should be soon. Um, as we mentioned, um, our next episode is going to be about the Clone Wars stories of light and dark. That is coming out a week from this episode coming out. So you've got some time. We both really recommend this book. And the audiobook is going to have the voice actors from the Clone yeah. Wars. Like Matt Lanter. That's um, going to be awesome. Oh my gosh, Yeah. Like, I already read this book. I'm definitely going to buy this book. And I'm like, oh, I might just, you know, buy the audiobook, too. (laughs) Okay, so the next, I was going to say the next issue of Darth Vader comes out um, the same day as the devil all the time. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready for those feels? (laughs) No. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Yes. Yes, we are also very close to, to lipstick Virgo and lightsaber season. Virgo season birthday month. <laughs> so that's super cool. Um, if you want to support the show, um, you can check out our merch store. Um, we've got all kinds of different designs on there, including our Pride merch, and all of the profits from the Pride march are donated to um, the Homeless Black Trans Women's Fund, which recently became its own organization, um, so they had their own website and everything now. You can also send us your Star Wars stories. We are always accepting your stories. We didn't have one last week. Um, Alex and I kind of went through some difficult things the past two weeks um but we're excited to get back on track with that next time um but you can email us your stories or you can send us a voicemail the links for that will be in the description of this episode and as always if you want to keep the conversation going we are on twitter all the time um i am at mccarter shannon she's at alex leonis and we are collectively at lip underscore lightsabers we've also become obsessed with tiktok if you find a wild Alex or Shannon on TikTok, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> um, but that is everything we've got for you guys today, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.